All right, well, good morning, everybody. Paul Alcoholic. It's morning in California. Uh, David would like to speak a little bit about, like me to speak a little bit about step 11. So, as it's stated in the book, sought through prayer and meditation. <clears throat> I gotta take this out. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power and the power to carry that out yeah so of course the steps are linear and they build on themselves each other so by this time by doing the working steps four through nine uh, the hold of the parasite has been weakened, let's say, which gives us a great opportunity to improve the conscious contact with God. Uh, it's not saying to create a conscious contact with God. It says we have a, basically it's, I feel, implying we're always in conscious contact with God, but we can seem not to be. So it can appear to us that we're not, by an over an overly exaggerated contact with self basically yeah so the improving one's conscious contact with god is a, a deproving one's conscious contact with self let's say or mostly unconscious contact so um and then the pr praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out a lot of People go through that in the beginning of recovery where uh, AA suggests that we don't pray for ourselves or anyone really specific. We pray for the knowledge of God's will and ask for that power to carry that knowledge out. Now, basically, that means we're sort of on a need-to-know basis and that the will of God, or if we want to call it, will reveal itself to us. So basically, the praying for specific uh, results from, for ourselves and others is basically, uh, su the suggestion is not to dwell on that, but to look at it from a, let's say, a larger scope, which is just surrender that stuff to that power and let that power direct it and, and uh, conduct what kind of changes it would like. And asking that power, to have the power to be able to assist that completion. And after a while in AA, you come to realize, because a lot of people will, will stick with the old way of praying for themselves and stuff, and then they, we learn. We learn through observation, Jesus, that hasn't worked well. So then we either begrudgingly or we immediately adapt this other suggestion, which is to pray for the will of God, the knowledge of the will of God, and, and also ask for that power to uh, fulfill that will. Now, many, again, the suggestions are there in the beginning, but usually most people get there by doing the old method, which is praying for me, I want to have this and that, and basically seeing it didn't work in so many unintended ways. So the beginning part of it is to sort through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God 
And remember, this is just, I'm just sharing my take on it. Uh, the intention there is to improve our conscious contact with God. It's not to become the, they're, they're uh, suggesting two methodologies, prayer and meditation. They're not denying tons of other modalities that you will go into because a lot of people don't have uh, the predilection for meditation, let's say. They're very agitated and it's nothing right or wrong with it, just nervous and stuff like that. And they improve one, their conscious contact better by taking a walk in nature or jumping in the water or swimming or bird watching, whatever. There's tons of ways you'll find out of improving one's conscious contact. There aren't just two ways, which is prayer meditation. There's lots of ways. So I always like to suggest to people who get stuck because they don't feel they're a, a good meditator and stuff like that. And the way the head works is really weird. Uh, we, we believe we have to do a lot of shit to be in contact with God. Uh, I'm not a believer in that. Yeah, I'm a believer that we are in contact with God and maybe we can improve it. And you'll find the ways that work for you. And these are just two suggestions. So, and if you don't think you pray, if you go to regular meetings, you pray twice a day because we open with a prayer and we end with a prayer. So we are praying every day. So again, sort through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact. And there's a lot of forms of meditation you can look into. And there's a lot of people in recovery who, who have, and they can suggest methodologies. You know, there's a lot of Buddhist meditations and there's other Christian meditations or mostly contemplations, really. And um, yeah, to improve one's conscious contact is the uh, target. And what happened with four through nine is it weakened our unconscious contact with self, hopefully. So that's, that's really, uh, <laughs> that's like the de facto method of improving one's conscious contact is to weaken one's unconscious contact with self. And uh, again, this is what we speak about. Uh, that self is what has defeated us. And most of its defeats are, are us being unconscious of that fact that self is what has defeated us. There's still a narrative that it's us that has defeated us. Yeah, and if I didn't do all this shit that I did when I was drinking, then uh, I wouldn't have been defeated. But basically, I stick on that sentence on page 64 that actually being convinced through observation, really, and reflection, being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. We will now look at its common manifestations. So the first working step is the fourth step, and that's the first that's one way of looking at the first work working step, which in my experience sets the let's say sense sets the basis of looking at every other step and suggestion is seeing that what has defeated us is foreign to us. Yeah, it's not us, it's not the bad me, 
It's something other than us that has used us to manifest through. And you can tell that we're identified as it because when a manifestation of self comes through us, we call it ours, yeah? Like my resentments, my fears, my harms to others. And that is the act of being identified. And I say that's the active aspect of the disease that many of us are missing, is that we're identified as self. And self is what has defeated us. And we're going to look at its manifestations. And instead of calling them ours, we'll see them as foreign. So as we go over every week, if you just take like an imaginary scale, out and put resentment on one end yeah and then put my resentment on the other man the my resentment is so much heavier and it lasts a lot longer because we give it life by identification we breathe life into the resentment yeah and then my fear obviously fear and my fear and it's actually my fear isn't usually actually fear it's anxiety produced by mental adoration, really, or mental faith in the thoughts. The thoughts are mostly about what's not happening, and then there's a faith in those thoughts, and then what's not happening overrides what's happening. So we're basically out to lunch every day. And if you don't believe that, just take a, you know, check it out. See if you've had a day where life was happening, and then you get home around five or six, and then the head tells you how your day was. And it tells you, you had a terrible fucking day. And basically, you were there the whole day. Wouldn't you have understood that earlier? But we sort of are on a delay. And then the head tells us what happened. And then we sort of have faith in that. And we believe it. And it, in that condition, it will lead us to fuck it sooner or later. And when we are led to fuck it with this attitude of believing all of its forecasts and it tells us it's going to suck and you might as well just get loaded. And we hit that point of like the surrender to the alcoholism is fuck it. And then we're apt to do almost anything at that point. Because that thing will talk to us as us and and basically it will cause an action and that action will cause consequences. And there we go. And without knowing it, we're back in that same place we've been many, 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 many times. And so uh, the improving one's conscious contact, uh, remember the conscious contact is already there. And just see what's causing that to seem unavailable is an excessive conscious or unconscious contact with self. We're identified as something that we're not that's causing us to not be aware of a conscious contact with God to the point we have to do extreme shit to get a feeling that I'm in contact with God when we're always in contact with God. So, yeah, um, there you go. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, That's... uh... That's amazing. So it's time now for um, everyone to get your hands up. Uh, we've got uh, three co-hosts with us today. Um, so if you've got a question that you don't feel that you want to you want to say out loud, you can send a message to myself, 
Kaiser, James Lebowski or Joanne there. So uh, feel free to send those. But um, if not, then it'll be up to me to kick it off. Or I think Kaiser might have a question. Kaiser, have you got one? Uh, I know you have one ready. Would that be okay? Yeah, yeah. Hi, Kaiser Alcoholic. I've got, hey. I've got a question about the 11th step. Um, just, just before, uh, in, in the book, um, or the AA big book, um, just before the 11th step, there was something that I highlighted and it was about, um, using self will, um, how these are thoughts, which must be, uh, we can exercise our power, our self will along this line as, as, as much as we wish. It's the proper use of will. Um, my question, Paul, in regards to the 11th step is you had said that um, it's like an unconscious connection with the self um, when the conscious contact is always there, but it's the strong unconscious contact with the self. Um, I, I see that operating like really, really strongly. And so sometimes I don't know how to not do that or not, or, or, or relax that part. And then, so there's the self-will is operating. Is there anything that I can use that self-will for to maybe reduce the self-will? I mean, I know stillness or, or activity can't pr produce stillness, but if it's there. Um, yes, of course. Yes, of course. But remember, these also are phases. Okay. So when we're first in recovery, we're just drenched in self. And so we've got to do actions, uh, esteemable actions to feel self-esteem. We've got to use where we're in to sort of get out of where we're in to an extent, yes? But then there's a growing out of that. And the idea of, you just described seeing self-will, there you go. As soon as the seeing self-will, then you surrender what you saw. You, you can use step six and seven. You don't have to do anything. Rely on the seeing, which is the conscious contact, actually, and then bring it to six and seven, which is to have, ask that power, say, you know, state, hey, I'm entirely ready to have this change. And in that is the admittance that you can't do it. So I'm entirely ready to have this change, and I humbly ask that power to do it. This is the, the principle, the spirit of recovery, is a reliance on something greater than ourselves. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. So there's an example. The quality of seeing is not of self. It is, it is of spirit. Awareness is not of self. There's a lot of awareness of self, but... Awareness is not a product of self, yeah? yeah? So the awareness is of spirit, let's say. The awareness becomes aware of something that it's not, self, self-will, whatever. And then it brings that through step six and seven to the higher power, whatever that is. You know, in the beginning, one of your own understanding, but hopefully you'll grow in understanding, which for me would be like, yeah, I'd rather have a higher power of its own understanding than my understanding. It's much more revelatory and a much, a much larger scope. So, uh, yeah, 
So now you're seeing, which is, that's part of conscious contact with God, because if you want to give a quality of God, like we used to learn when we were kids in Catholicism, which is it's all-knowing, yeah, all-powerful everywhere. Whatever is all right. Now you become aware of the disease of alcoholism and really the underlying disease of identification as self, and you bring it to that power to have it change it or remove it or do whatever it wants with it. That's the spirit to me of the program. The spirit doesn't, it, we get into action to do the action steps, yeah? And then the action simmers down a little bit and then the meeting steps, 10, 11, and 12, yeah? And you can tell by the, the descriptions of the effects of the program, of the higher power really on us through the program, on page 84, where it really has nothing to do with you. It says it, this shit's going to happen with no thought or effort on your part. So at, at a certain point, your part has a lot to do with effort and thought. Not thought and effort, but effort and thought, you know. You produce right thought by doing right action in the beginning. Yeah, But then it changes where things happen, you're placed in a position of neutrality with no thought or effort on your part, yeah? So, yeah, there's a lot of effort when there's needing to be effort, but then there's a lot of time where there's no need to, for effort, that the effort would be a disservice to the gift you've been given, which is the freedom from the bondage of self. So, you know... Like they used to say, the program is based on suggestions only because it gives it flexibility. It gives it like room to grow because it's, it's, it's a living uh, program. You can't just have it rote, yeah? You've got to leave. It's going to grow. Uh, and if someone's been sober a while, they, can, they understand that. Maybe they came in and they needed to be like in a boot camp. They, you know, they needed to fucking wear clothing, right, suits and ties or whatever, and do, 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 do as we do, yeah? All right, but does that last forever? I mean, usually, all right, so my first part of my re recovery was moving away from fear. What happens when you've moved away from fear? Now you're being, now you're moving towards something else, which may not have a fear base, yeah? You see? So this isn't, this isn't a straitjacket, even though they have 12 things, 12 principles, 12 steps, there's a lot of, see the growth isn't defined by the straitjacket. The straitjacket is there when you're fucking totally insane. Now you get restored to sanity and you can wear some looser garbs, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the point. The point is freedom. Yeah? So, but the principle of the spirit in my feeling always remains the same. Yeah, I now see alcoholism where I used to look from alcoholism. And when I see alcoholism, I bring it to... Set, uh, through six and seven to that power to have that energy that alcoholism has mutated and 
and put into a fixed little yogic posture called self-centeredness, I allow the higher power to open that, that posture up, which is more welcoming, more receiving, more giving, whatever, however you want to see it, you'll observe it, yeah? You'll come out of that yogic posture of self-centeredness, you know? Like, you're right up the ass of self, you'll come out of that, and then a way of life gives you room to move, yeah? And it's not like, all right, there's 12 steps in this dance, no, yeah, you do the first 12 steps in a the dance, then there's a lot of improvisation, yeah, as expression. Yeah, I feel, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not cha-cha-cha, cha-cha-cha, cha-cha. It's cha-cha-cha, and then there's a breakout, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really feel there's only two things to do to improve your conscious contact? Do you really feel that? No, I just came across something incredible yesterday. So absolutely not. No, it's just kind of more will be revealed. So in the beginning, yeah, let's take these two suggestions. But then, because you are conscious, <laughs> everything you could do has the ability to improve your conscious contact. Because... It, there's an awareness in that, yeah? So when there's an awareness in surfing, that surfing is improving your conscious contact. When there's an awareness, and there's always awareness in everything we do, except when we're addicted to what we're not, which is an unconscious contact with self that sort of seemingly disguises our conscious contact with God. As Jesus supposedly said, who cares? He said, you can't serve two masters at the same time. So basically, if you're serving the master of self, you seem not to be in contact with God. When you're, see, when you're serving that God, you see the activity that's serving self. Yeah. And you see it's not you. Yeah, And you offer that activity up to be reconfigured and changed by the higher power. That's called recovery. Yeah. It's just so tricky because I don't want to emphasize self-will, but I, I understand what you're saying. It, but that was the insecurities. I don't want to do something of self-will to try to encourage me to do the conscious contact, but you, you piece it apart really well. It's, it's, it's instincts and all but that. But remember, Kaiser, that one that's telling you you don't want to do anything with self-will is an aspect of self. Yeah. It's okay. the policeman aspect of self. It's trying to police you. It's trying to keep you in a fucking lockdown neighborhood. Yeah? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, thanks a lot. Just the bondage of self is uh, our twins, yeah? It, Yeah. The bondage of self is, see, when you come into recovery, you're pretty much out to lunch, obviously, yeah? You're in a very, very deep sense of terminal uniqueness. You pretty much have been isolated, and you're living as and under self. You are, yeah? Now, 
what happens is with the working steps and just being in the program and under the influence of the power, you start seeing what, what, what had defeated you. And so they give it a name self, or you want to call it ego. I'm not into the idea of ego. But now you start seeing what used to defeat you without you knowing it. Yeah? You start seeing it, obviously. You start coming to. You're like, let's say you're, you were two levels below a coconut. Now you're one level below a coconut. Yeah? So you're seeing some more. You're seeing more than you used to see. So, all right. And then we call that self. So maybe someone tells you, self is what has defeated you. And you've got to, all right, I see self defeated me this way, that way. Maybe you have five pictures of self in the act of, of defeating you. Yeah? You don't realize that one that's believing self defeated you is also self. There's an identification as that. Yeah? See, this is what happens. Oh, man. We could spend hours on this if you were if you were interested in it, I would give the hours because it's a subtler thing. Recognizing self as self from self is bondage still. Yeah. You rec you have to recognize self as self, not from self. Yeah, yeah. You have to see it. The, the idea of Jono and Paul is very suspicious <laughs> because that Paul that's representing me may not be me. And now it's talking and pontificating and really worried that it has to now be vigilant concerning self. That's another aspect of selfing. See, it's just like when you get handcuffed, it's usually both hands, yeah? Both arms get handcuffed. They don't let you have one hand rolling around. They handcuff you on foot. Most hopefully none of you have been handcuffed, but I have been handcuffed. You're handcuffed both, both arms, <laughs> yeah? <laughs> this is sort of what self is, selfing is like. It's like a coin. It has two sides. If you catch one side, the other side starts yapping about the other side. It now becomes the great policeman for the other side. So heads now is watching tail all day. It's the same fucking coin. Self can't get out of self. It doesn't say... Ay, ay, ay. Why does... Why is that such... It's so obvious of a statement. Why is, it, uh, why is it going over our heads? Because one of the selves it's talking about is taken to be Paul or Mary or Beatrice. So in the logic of Paul, Mary, and Beatrice, it makes total sense for Paul to try to get out of self, of course, because self has now been given the name of the culprits. That's my problem. Self is the problem. Now, if Paul can escape self, Paul will be fucking great, yeah? But Paul, a.k.a. self, <laughs> the identification <laughs> is there because the identification is objectified and subject. It's not just the objectified self, it's the subject of self, plain, yeah? Yeah. 
I know it may be difficult to understand. You don't have to understand it. Just let it in. No, that yeah. coffin thief. Let it in, and it will. It'll bring a light. It'll bring a light to all the all the travails and odysseys of Paul getting out of self. You'll finally see it as self trying to get out of self, and you'll see the futility of it. Because you won't be calling that one aspect of self Paul. You'll see it as self. Yeah? And there's, that's the, that it's not self, it's self can't get out of self. Yeah? You got to see the both sides of the coin. You don't have to. And when you see the thief, you can start to imply that there's the cop and then there's the real, the, the release starts to happen even there. I, I saw the cop a few times and then I don't have to go and see the cop. As soon as I see the thief, it's like, oh, are you operating? That's right. Exactly. Yeah. The, next, the next movement of the thief being revealed, it shows up as the policeman. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it does. Yeah. yeah. Now you're, now <laughs> it happened with me. I came into recovery and the first five years of recovery, I was under probation of the policeman. An aspect of selfing became the judge and the fucking probation officer, and it watched me continually. Yeah? It was unbelievable. The freedom was another form of slavery. I got freed from from drinking and using and the effects, but I wasn't freed at all. I, I was under a probation that I didn't know how long it was going to last. Yeah. And that's why I you didn't take that other aspect. I, I didn't see the other aspect that became dominant after I got sober to be self. I had no I fucking idea. I thought it was me. Yeah. And then things were revealed. And then, then I came off of probation, yeah? Not because that gave me permission. I saw it wasn't me, right. yeah? Yeah. And that's why you say take yourselves less seriously because that's kind of releasing the bondage of the cop. Yeah. Yes, yeah. because this is what happens. Once you get knowledge of self and then it turns into self-knowledge, the cop wields it and fucking puts you in another prison. Yeah, I got that. Thank you so much. You can't much. take a shit or get off. You can't get up or take a shit. You know, you're, everything is being observed and critiqued and looking at the my most minutest motive. Why? What was my motive? You know, take. <laughs> it's like it's, I used to have people I worked with. I had to tell them stop taking inventories. They were going over fucking everything. And they didn't see it as complete obsession with self. They didn't. They were going over, oh, Paul, I want to come over and talk to you about all my motives. I don't want to hear your fucking motives. They're not yours to begin with. It was insane. The person couldn't enjoy their sobriety because the cop had showed up and they didn't see it as something other than themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that cleared up. A while lot. you were while you were running around like crazy, yeah, it fucking had nothing to say. Now suddenly you get sober, it's got unbelievable restrictions. Oh Jesus Christ! Don't look! Don't look left. Just keeps you know. It's insane. Fuck. 
incredible. The bondage of self migrates from active drug use and recovery for I'm not using drugs. It migrates. This self is self is thriving in recovery. It is. It can't be as flamboyant, but it you know yeah it's. Uh, <laughs> this is just a humble. Uh, invitation. I didn't ask for it. It just downloaded. Yeah, this is the deal you make in recovery. You're gonna something is gonna constantly reveal shit to you. And a lot of it you don't even want to know probably. But this is the point. It reveals to you and then you see it. And then you see see how it's effect and you come to believe that something is doing for you what you could never do for yourself. By what? By revealing really what you're not. Yeah, so that you can finally see what you're not. Yeah, you're not. <sighs> so, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Very helpful. Thanks, Paul. So, um, got a question next, and that is from Leanne. Hey, Leanne. Leah, how are you? I'm good. I just wanted to start by saying um, such a heartfelt thanks. Um, Patrick from the Berlin Beginners meeting introduced me to you a few months ago and uh i think i can safely say up until this point really the only decisions my alcoholic brain should be making is like what color shirt to pick out in the morning mm -hmm. this is this coming to listen to you each week has uh revealed to me the depth of my addiction and uh that yeah it's been that that and just even this statement is self-centered but uh that self will run riot was written for me and um it's not so much a question as just a comment to say um thank you and i feel uh, although I'm speaking right now, um, I feel very sort of quiet and just in awe of this process right now. And um, if, if you listen long enough and hear um, what you say starts to make sense and, and the light starts to light starts to get brighter and it also starts to dim it's like two things at once so just wanted to say thank you great great yeah yeah when i attempt you know everything we share it's what's being shared in it that's what we're trying to get through the zoom and the screen is uh an intimacy with that which is attempting to be expressed. It's just, uh, 
So when someone shares like that, then I feel far out because it's getting through. And uh, I have great faith in the message, I do, because it hit me. And uh, some things you would think would never or could never change, and I've witnessed them changing. You know, I've observed them. And I don't mean me by trying to put them and mold them into a new thing, but I've just watched it change. I've watched things that have been pushed and compacted grow to a larger size. You know, I've just watched a lot of stuff. And I've watched the spirit in working with others and watching that, that idea germinating in people and seeing how powerful it is and the incredible... Uh, growth of the change that AA provides. And, uh, but the beauty of it is there's always going to be more that will be revealed, yeah? And like someone once said, you know, for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, basically, there's no big deal. It's not a draft or anything. But if it... if if some of these shoes we talk about that we put out fit, wear them and see what happens, yeah? And maybe this little idea gets in there and then a whole lot of light reinforces it, yeah? It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, there is really, you know, enjoying peace of mind is an unbelievable possibility, yeah? Really. To hear, you know, the music in silence, all of these possibilities, though may not be able to be captured by zeros after a number or put into an account, but uh, the quality of living, it's sort of like going, you know, a very nice HD, you know, very clear. Yes? And that... The idea that you could be out of here is totally, totally gone. You never get gypped. You're here every moment. There's no requirement to be here. You are here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and that, that everlasting constancy isn't a thing. Yeah. It isn't a thing. I mean, it's obvious that we're not seeing, isn't it? It's obviously that we're not hearing. There's hearing, there's seeing, there's feeling, there's tasting, there's touching, there's enjoying peace of mind, there's sensing serenity and understanding all that. These things happen. They're not you doing it, yeah? Maybe the solution to where we're at is we're not really there. Yeah? Maybe the game board has been interpreted and square four has been crowned the beginning, but it ain't. The beginning is what's seeing, what's hearing, what's feeling, what's tasting, what's touching. 
That awareness, that consciousness is the basis of this event, not us. The idea of Paul came way later than when Paul was born. It was hatched in a mental condition, yeah? And we can live life as it's happening. All the while, there is a broadcasting of a narration that it's happening to us. That broadcasting of that narration, when the interest is lost in it, the volume goes down. It keeps playing, but it doesn't have the ability to grab your attention as much, yeah? And now the attention is on what's happening, yeah? And just having that be your new basis produces an immunity to what's not happening, where most of the mental anxiety is being hatched and is being spawned is in what's not happening. You're afraid of something that's not happening. And it's mentally conjured up and it's mentally reinforced. Yeah, and the problem resides in the mind. What's happening You can be conscious of it. Yes, you can. Aren't you conscious of seeing? Aren't you conscious of hearing? Now, you've got a story that you're the seer, and that's what causes an unconscious contact with self. That's how it does it, yeah? The conscious contact is, I'm seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, yeah. That's the fact, yeah? The unconscious contact is, I'm the seer, the hearer, the feeler, the taster, the toucher. Yeah? That's the unconscious contact. The conscious contact is a consciousness of consciousness, basically. You're awake to being awake. Yeah? The unconscious contact is, you're asleep to being awake. That's all. The fact is, is you're awake. If If you're obsessed with the mental state, you're in the act of seemingly not being awake. It's appearing to you that you're not awake, but that's not the fact. You are awake, yeah? You want to know you're awake? Are you seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching? Yes, you're awake. Yeah. It's that simple. The program diminishes the mental adoration it, it redirects attention and interest away from the mental states and brings it into what's happening, yeah? And you and I are the better for it. It's that simple, yeah? You can have a new starting line, which is contentment and satisfaction, instead of fucking irritable, restless, and discontent. The whole game board is different. Could you imagine if you saw Monopoly and you could see a whip whipping the boot to get away from Baltic Place and get to the boardwalk, yes? Or the fucking Eiffel Tower getting fucking prodded with cattle prods, yeah? That's what it's like under fucking addiction, the bondage of self. We're moving around the game board at a fucking weird speed, as if we're going to arrive at something that's going to be better than where we are. All the freaking time, it's slavery. 
This is it. Remember the old Kenny Loggins song? This is it. Make no mistake who you are. Yeah, this is it. Because we are in a mistake of who we are. Yeah. There is a solution. First, you've got to have some understanding of the problem. (laughs) Or the problem will be claiming to be the one who's entertaining the solution. That ain't going to be a good, that that solution is going to be very, very limited. Very limited. It's probably going to require tons of shit to keep it a solution. Yeah? That ain't a solution. A solution doesn't increase vigilance and fucking effort and fucking heroic deeds. It decreases that shit. (laughs) You, You... you get chilled out. Yeah. Look at see, look at conscious contact. Conscious contact is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. Yeah? Does it does it demonstrate any thought or effort to be seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching? No. Then why do you believe for you to arrive there you have to go you have to use thought and effort to arrive at which demonstrates no thought or effort. I mean, it's insane. It's totally, totally freaking insane to me. Yeah? And it only comes from seeing from what you're not. When you see from what you're not, you believe you can't be that, but maybe you can do yourself into it, or you can have it, or you can do it. No, it's, you're it. You are that which you're looking for. Yeah. You are a spiritual condition, and that's the highest form of maintenance of a spiritual condition, is you are a spiritual condition. Prove me wrong, really. Prove me fucking wrong. No, I've been this for 50 years. That doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Let's say a lion took itself to be a sheep. It has a sheep suit on, yeah, but it's, and it has the sheep suit on for 80 years. So to the lion, it's been a sheep for 80 years. What would happen if someone came and unzipped that sheep suit and the lion popped out, yeah? It was a lion like that, yeah, like that. Those 80 years of assuming it was a sheep were just that an assumption of something that it wasn't, yeah? The revelation would be, I am a lion. I've always been a lion. I was never a sheep. It wasn't, was, it wasn't I was a sheep for 80 years and now I'm a lion. No, you thought you were a sheep as a lion for 80 years, yeah? You thought you were a mental condition and a physical condition, but you are a spiritual condition. This fucking disease has us trying to become spiritual, all the while being spirit. What an insane thing. I think I'm looking spiritual today. Yeah? Loving gaze, hair's getting longer. I'm yelling a little bit, but forgive me. That's very unspiritual of me. Give me a fucking break. We wouldn't recognize spirit. (laughs) Jesus Christ. We think it's tall and thin and 
fucking speaks in a monotone, never gets angry, give me a fucking break. Spirit is spirit. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you can't tell if there's spirit by a physical look. <laughs> looking out of our eyes right now is spirit what the hell yeah the eyes are blue brown whatever green aqua fucking it doesn't matter the same thing a no thing is looking out of them all obviously what's looking out of the eye isn't defined by the eyes color is it give me a break <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I'm just, uh, there's such a simplicity in it. The solution is quite simple. It is. The, the solution really, when you arrive at the solution, it's by recognizing what you're not. You see what you're not. You see you're not a mental idea. You're not truly a physical thing. Yeah? And then by seeing what you're not, you find out what you are. And you know what? You've been it all along. You've never not been what you are. Yeah? I mean, it doesn't, you know, it can seem to have absolutely no influence if you're up the ass of self. So let's get out of, the, you know, realize you're not up the ass of self and you'll become aware of what's aware. You'll be awake to being awake instead of being asleep to being awake. The fact is, you're awake. Prove it. Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. Conscious contact with no effort or thought on my part. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, all right. Any uh, questions? Sorry I went off. I'm just... Going off there. Joanne? Kirsten, did you want to unmute yourself and ask a question? Yeah. Thank you. Did you unmute me? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Hi, Paul. Hey, honey. Uh, well, don't be sorry, because that was great. And uh, I, um, uh, I don't even know how to, like, begin. Well, first of all, I just want to say, you know, I've been coming for a while, and I think I've known my whole life what you're talking about, but it sort of, uh, I didn't know how to look at it or how to view it. And so coming here has helped me uh, really see that. And um, I mean, my whole life drinking or not drinking. Um, and, you know, my experience with getting sober, I was sober for a while before I had a solution. And, um, you know, self came this close to convincing me to off myself and not with alcohol. And um, um, so uh, I guess my question is, and you talked about this a couple months ago, um, you said that um, when you're beginning to change or really, I guess, see things, if that's the right way to put that, that self will really kind of kick into high gear 
Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Well, there's well, no self, it's mental, it's mental activity, yeah. Okay, so the mental activity kicks in the high gear, is what you're yes. saying. It and can, that's yeah. more the top. It can, it does with me. And that yeah. seems to be I, more of the cop, I guess. When well, usually it does. Usually it gets very aggra aggravated, and then there's uh, the cop gets the cop comes a little later, and yet now it's a captain instead of a sergeant. Yeah, it's pay grade. It gets upgraded. Yeah, now it's really going through the files and checking. You know. Checking how fucked you are, and yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. fighting for its life. You see, honey, the mental the mental process is like a glove. It needs the hand to move it. Yeah, it can't do its little puppetry without us. Yeah, so when. It senses a loss of interest and attention. I mean, not not by taking a huge amount of drugs, but on a a, a big scale. Like things are changing. Yeah. A seismic shift may be happening. It flips out. Yeah. Yeah. Because it wants. It can't. It doesn't want to lose its host, so to speak. Right. Yeah. Right. So basically, then it usually pulls out the old guns, you know, you're never going to be loved or, you know, you should have gave mon your mother the money at that day. And so you immediately, you know, take the the slave's posture and, yeah, you give into it again. You hear it with people sharing all the time. You can see the two masters. So uh, the first sentence or two of the share is the first master, the light. Then you hear the bridge, which is the word but. But I'm still fucked and this and that is, the, is paying homage to the other master. Yeah? Yeah, you see it all the time. Watch, people share, but don't worry, I'm still fucked up. You know, you got to make sure you haven't demonstrated anything that could be seen as Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> you can be okay, but you can't be more okay than me. No, so every, yeah. These are forms of, of the, the slaves keep themselves in line, so to speak. Yeah. Yes? yes you see it? Yeah. I, yeah, I see it. it um... well, you're, even, you're, set out of, you're, you're set free from the prison, but you still live as if you're in the prison. Yeah, exactly. this is the bondage of self. Yeah. Um, yeah, I see that. I guess um, when it kicks into high gear like that, I, I get that it's afraid. I mean, it needs me desperately. I, I, I get that too. I guess sometimes I don't... Um, I don't know, um, sometimes I don't know it's disguise. And, you know, the other day I got this little hit, which was this parasite, which I understand is mental movement. It, I, I can see how much I took it personally. Like, 
That's it was so personal. And then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, like that. But at the same token, like I could, I saw that or that was seen. Um, but at the same token, like I said, it kicks into high gear. And, and, and I do get that, that it's fighting. But sometimes the disguise is so brilliant that I don't see all the time when it's kicking in. But that's all right, that honey. That's all right, because at that point, you have a lot of skillful means and the program. So if you get a little bit of a distant sense, something's up, then you know what to do. You go see somebody, yeah, take a walk. You know what I mean? There's ways yeah. of um, limiting the contact with it. Yeah. We've learned tons of them. Serenity prayer is very good. Yeah, so you just use what you need to use when you need to use it. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. So, yeah, of course it's going to take... Uh, this isn't... Uh, this almost is like cohabitating. You're not going to kill the fucking parasite. Yeah, you're just going to take... You're not going to take it to be you. That's almost worse for it because then it becomes irrelevant at times, which is worse than death to it, really. But you know what I mean? So yeah. there's, because it's not personal, it's mechanical. It's, it's the, me the mechanics are simple. Whatever is happening through conscious contact, it's claiming and using it to re enforce the idea that this is a self-centered story yeah uh, yeah just that's what it does it's nothing nothing right or wrong with it that's what it does now it uses almost like an ink with an octopus it uses like an ink of personalness to disguise that yeah it it does because it knows how to it's the host has a predilection yeah, a predilection to follow or to believe in a, actually unrealistically in anything that is concerning it. Yeah, so it uses identification, yeah, to suck the attention and interest that the host represents into its story. Yeah, so it's sort of like we had that. I'm going to give you a simple example. I'll try to make it quick. There's, we have a story called the snake and the skin, yeah? So let's say the snake, every year, the skin gets molted. The snake's skin falls off. The snake isn't molting it. It's just, you know, it's part of being a snake. And so the snake has skin, and the skin is two different points of view. The skin's point of view would be representing selfing, right? The parasite. The skin's point of view is that it's the snake. It's presenting the whole narrative that the skin is the snake. And so the skin gets a sense that the skin's going to fall off soon, which would destroy its whole story because the snake would continue <laughs> without the skin. So the skin of the snake starts setting off the alarms and starts telling to the snake, get a lot of moisturizer. Watch out for that rock. Don't go out in the sun, yeah, because it's trying to prolong the snake taking the skin to be the snake, yeah? So from the, from the skin's point of view, 
the molting is like Armageddon. But from the snake's point of view, it's great because it's going to get new scales that are going to be much more colorful, that are going to attract females. It's going to travel lighter over the rocks because it's going to have no snags. It's going to be smooth. So it's a huge win for the snake, but for the skin, it's Armageddon. You're hearing the skin's narration most of the day. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. But you have to realize the beingness is of snake. Of snake. Yes? Yeah. So what the program does, it, da- it tamps down the volume that's given over to the skin. And now you start having a microphone that can pick up the, the communication of the snake, which is silence, peace of mind, serenity, what's happening, yes? Those recognitions start becoming profoundly influential, and the yapping, the one with the megaphone, gets dimmed down. Yeah? Now you're dancing to a different tune. Yeah? Both are still playing, but you've lost interest in one, and you've gained interest in the other. That's all that's necessary. And we're in that process now. Recovery is progressive. We're moving from a failed reliance on something that's not true, which is self, and we're getting moved into trusting something infinite. The program is allowing us to break the gravity of self until we get into open space and then we'll be picked up by the gravity of the higher power. So the higher power will draw us to us. We'll still have experiences of the self trying to suck us back, but inexorably we're moving to the infinite. Yes? Yeah. Have faith in the process. We want to trust the old when it's weak and it's dying, put that trust in what's true, yeah? Or allow the program to put that trust in what's true. This is what we're not noticing. We're on the winning side. (laughs) The old postures of being anxious all day, they're not suitable to where we are anymore. Yeah, it's sort of like me wearing three-piece suits and I've moved to Hawaii. It's just not suitable. I don't need the suits anymore. Right. I, need, I need board shorts and shit. Yeah? And not that many, really. <laughs> yeah. We want to be free wearing the old fucking uniform. The uniform is the act of confining us. Yeah? Yeah. The, the butterfly breaks through the cocoon. It doesn't wear the fucking cocoon. Yeah, yeah. We should all just hopefully right now before we leave, let's just take a moment of gratitude for just the possibility of listening to shit like this. When you're on a survival level, you can't fucking stop to listen. You'd say, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. But now maybe you can hear something. Why? Because your conditions are different. And why, who's, what's done that? The grace of something through the auspices of recovery program. Fucking hallelujah. Really, the condition I'm in is totally based on the transformation that I went under through this program. Fuck. 
I've done recovery more than almost anything other than shitting and eating and sleeping. It's the longest thing I ever did in my life, seriously. Longer than using, longer than everything. Yeah. Shit, it's shown, it's shown great results. <clears throat> See, part of enjoying peace of mind is enjoying peace of mind. <laughs> what's, what's the point of peace of mind if you aren't able to enjoy it? Yeah? Yeah, so... <laughs> let's, uh, you know... Look around, you know, be thankful maybe. I mean, to me, I see beautiful birds here and shit, and they stop me in my tracks because I don't have any set tracks. I can pull over at any time. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, life is constantly asking for attention. It's beautiful. I mean, beautiful things and sounds and shit. Yeah. I like, it's so awesome to be able to be here to give it, you know? Not to be attending only to what's not happening all fucking day, but actually being in what's happening so I can, you know, watch the transfer attention and interest from where I seem to be sitting to squares and everywhere else. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. So I'm just sharing with you uh, possibilities and those possibilities are backed by light they are that's what you, if these possibilities land what you're going to be confronted as is light yeah perhaps there's a better way trusting something infinite rather than finite self yeah Paul, have you got time for one cheeky quick one at the end, or do you want to get off? It's up to you, mate. Hang yeah, on. yeah, no, fine, fine. Okay, I've got a friend of mine, uh, Ben, from Huddersfield in, in the north of England. He'd like to say something. Hey, Ben. Hey. Um, it seems to imply that the, the, the steps and the program in general seem to imply that there's a, a process and there's a, a choice to surrender every day. It's a choice to for this entity to surrender to, to um, improve its conscious contact. But I, I hear a lot in, in like non-dual teaching that there's, there's no such thing as free will and choice. So I'm just a bit not clear on what is this entity that seems to be surrendering or is it the other way around? Is it being called, called to from what is or yes. <laughs> You know, it's sort of, uh, first of all, it isn't a choice every day. You get into the habit of it, first of all. Yeah? Yeah. It, it becomes a habit. In other words, you're not constantly every day surrendering. You're surrendered, pretty much. Yeah? So it becomes observational. Now, the idea of... The entity is usually from the entity's point of view, which is how can there be observation if there's an, not anyone observing? Or how can there be a surrender if there's not an, uh, anyone surrendering? Well, let me tell you, there can be. Yeah? 
There can be surrender without any entity. <laughs> it's not personal then, so it's, it's not a personal surrender, it's just... You may, the narration may be it's personal, but it isn't personal, no. So it's just claimed by this, this energy or whatever to, to be part of the story? Of course it does. Everything is going to be claimed to make a story. Everything. Right. After the fact, yeah, everything is. That's what it does. It's not a communicator, it's a narrator. It's, got, it's a professor of an interpretation, and it sticks to it. So, you know, I was struck sober, and in that event, and this is all in hindsight, in that event, all the times I surrendered, which is I surrendered to the police, I surrendered to the people, I surrendered to a two-year program, it gave me all those acts of surrender, never really had the spirit of surrender. And I was given that spirit of surrender, or surrender became alive when I got struck sober. And then from that point on, no me, mind has been entertaining surrender. It knows it. Yeah, it knows it. And uh, uh, if you could squeeze if you could squeeze out the juice of surrender with words it would be a lot it would be a giant train of words it's it's the sense of surrender has so much oomph in it uh you can't quantify it yet i had surrendered seemingly many times in life but as when I got struck sober in that trailer, I got something got translated as surrender, and I've been able to entertain that now over the years. There was no person there, and it was there was no nothing was essential except mind or except spirit. Yeah, the story of being a body is just that. You were supposedly a body before you had a story of being a body. They have research that a baby doesn't know it's a baby for about 12 or 18 months. until, But it's babying all day until the mental state develops enough to, have, to crown this idea of being a someone by seeing other ones. Yeah? So, yeah. I don't know if I got anything through there, but... Yeah, if you, the mass, the interpretation or the narration is I surrendered. After that actually happens, you see through that. <laughs> yes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Right. That's a, you should come, Ben, if you're interested, come to the other talks because, uh, on Wednesdays or Saturdays, because we delve into it, it's not appropriate now, because obviously we take ourselves to be things, yeah, where there's other ways of looking at it, but it's, I don't, we'd have to go off for another hour here, so. <laughs> okay. All right, cheers, Ben. All right, uh, Paul, do you want to say your goodbyes and you can get off, mate?
Yeah, yeah. Kaiser, thank you for all that. Yes? Yeah. Paul, nice to see you, Paul. You got a regular shirt on today. That's okay. Phillips. Phillips. Nice to see you, Philip. Oh, it's Virginia. V. Phillips. Nice to see you, Virginia. I hope it's Virginia. There's Ben. Thank you, Ben. There's another. There's Beth, North Carolina. Nice to see you, Beth. Jim and Trish. Uh, uh, lacking Trish, but just Jim. Johannes, yes, looking good. Daniel, nice to meet you, Daniel. David, thanks, David. David and Kaiser and everyone else who helps put this up. Let's thank them. We got Jono. We got Helen. Mary Ann is here. Nice to see you, Mary Ann. We got Julian. Nice to see you, Julian. James, as always. Uh, Mika, nice to see you, Mika. Phoenix, Malcolm, always a pleasure. Therese, Michael, Stacy. Uh, let's see who else. Oh, that's all. They mostly left. Oh, Therese, Mark, California, others. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Thanks for uh. See you Thursday, Paul. The whole the whole event. Thanks, yes. Paul. Yeah, Hi, thank you. Hey Ben, hang around. I want to thank you. you. Well, 